All right, well, we, we broke in early. I was hoping that the verdict would hold off until the start of the show. And then they brought the jury in, and <laughs> well, we're going to break in early for the breaking news. And then the jury apparently didn't fill something out properly. So the jury has been sent out of the courtroom by the judge in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation trial. The jury has to fill this stuff out. I think it has something to do with the damage, the damages that uh, I only heard part of what the judge said. So they're going to fill that stuff out, and then they're going to be called back in, and we'll be able to go ahead and carry what has actually transpired in the courtroom. So sorry about that. It was just one of those things. We we're hoping it would hold on for three more minutes and make our lives easy, but you know, you know how it goes, breaking news and that sort of stuff. So if you're just tuning in, a, uh, the jury has reached a verdict in the defamation case of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And like I said, it was three minutes would have put us perfectly on schedule. Just three more minutes. They got called in early and then they screwed up. They had to be sent back out again anyway. So it doesn't really, doesn't really uh, matter all that much, but they didn't fill out. I guess it was the damages that they didn't fill out. And so we're going to continue to uh, to bring you this, but if you're just tuning in, you know, the jury has reached a verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. Uh, we are going to cover that live, and we were expecting this at 3 p.m. I mean, they broke in. We had heard that it was going to be 3 p.m., so we're sitting here just like, okay, maybe they'll be late. Maybe they'll hold on. They went a little early, but now the jury got sent back out, which which has just messed my clocks up, and I'm sure made Ben's life a whole lot easier for the first hour of this program. But that's okay. We'll get back to that, and we'll figure out exactly what's going on here. And what I find interesting about this case, there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I, this is an important case. Forget that Johnny Depp is is a pile of garbage, okay? Forget that. This is an important case for culture war stuff. And I know that there's a lot of folks out there who look at this and go, oh, it's just two idiot celebrities who you know were married, they didn't like each other, that sort of stuff. Um, that's not really what this is about. This is about somebody being able to destroy somebody's life because a female is automatically believed. And because Amber Heard is pretty and Amber Heard can bat her eyes and turn her head to the side and get all of these people to white knight for her and then get feminists to, you know, obviously come to her aid because you have to believe all women and all that other nonsense. This is this is an important case. Johnny Depp lost the role of Jack Sparrow. They just recast that, by the way, in the middle of this trial. I don't know if you heard that, but they cast the new actor to play Jack Sparrow. And and not that there isn't another actor who could play Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just that, let's be honest, Johnny Depp, being the, the druggie that he is, is perfect for that role. And nobody's going to be able to play Jack Sparrow like Johnny Depp. So the franchise will you know, probably still be good. It's just not going to be what it was. And her ability to destroy his career and his reputation was simply making an accusation without ever actually saying his name is scary because we've seen Duke lacrosse and we've seen, uh, was it the, was it a mattress girl? Was she at Virginia or Virginia tech mattress girl, whoever she was. And you know, the woman who falsely accused Ben Roethlisberger and you know, some of these other, other women out there who have preyed upon not just wealthy men, but men in general. Um, and this is it, what it does is it damages any credible victims who come forward and say, hey, I was assaulted. You know, you've got the director of the latest James Bond film now has multiple women accusing him of harassment and, and assault at this point in time. He says none of that's true, obviously, but, you know, we'll we'll see. 
but this is one of those things where if you have society that just automatically automatically believes somebody without any actual evidence, and I know that Amber Heard at one point in time did present some evidence, but then Johnny Depp released some audio of Amber Heard talking about how she was going to hurt herself to make it seem like he did it. And he 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 took time. Now, obviously, this is working with his lawyers, working with his his public relations people, making sure that this stuff is going to be able to get out. Yeah, Blasey Ford, obviously, the, probably the biggest you know example in politics lately of somebody who lied about uh, being sexually assaulted. But you have, you know, time that that it took to get this put together and released, you know, incrementally to the public, where his reputation was just completely and totally destroyed, and her reputation actually soared. She got movie roles that she probably wouldn't have got movie roles for. I, I read today that I think the petition to get Amber Heard off of Aquaman is up to like 4.4 million signatures. And I know that they've said that they fired her from the franchise, so she's not going to be a part of the franchise anymore. And she wasn't in the movies enough where anybody's going to miss Amber Heard playing the character that she plays in Aquaman. And apparently in part two of the movie, she's almost got no screen time at all. So... It'll be interesting to to see what happens with her career after this because, let's be honest, uh, we know that the case that happened in Europe was a crap show because the evidence that was presented by Johnny Depp's team right now and even the evidence presented by Amber Heard's team conclusively proved that she is lying. Now, there's a lot of people are posting various things like, well, you know, after what we had with the Sussman thing, who knows how this is going to go. Yeah, that's a fair point. You never know what a jury is going to do. And perhaps the whole, you know, I'm Amber Heard, I'm pretty, look at him, will work. But he's been so, dare I say, charming throughout this trial that he had the entire courtroom and the jury laughing with him when he took the stand earlier in the trial. For those of you who haven't watched that and haven't seen that, I mean, it was it was amazing to watch. Usually a witness does not have everybody eating out of their hand like that. So this is this is one of those things where, you know, you're starting to look at this where it is it's problematic that society allows this stuff to happen, but they do. Um, there's a renewed accusations against, um, against, uh, oh, oh gosh, who's the, uh, who's the comedian, Bill Cosby. So he's got a new act. Well, not new accusations. I think it's a civil trial is taking place there. So correct me on that, but I'm trying to draw from memory. I saw it earlier and I didn't save the article. So I think it's just the civil, civil portion of this. So as we wait for the jury to come back into the courtroom because they messed up on their paperwork, they'll they'll have that paperwork done. It'll it'll come back in. Everything will be fine, and, and we'll be able to get the verdict. We'll, we'll figure out what's going on here. But um, if you have at all paid attention to this, this has been one of the most entertaining trials that I have ever witnessed. Most trials are really awful, and the subject material in, in dealing with the trial is, is you know, really mentally taxing because usually dealing with awful details and that sort of thing. But in this one, I mean, this is just – two crazy people who abuse substances like you wouldn't believe and the juxtaposition between their personalities and how they behave throughout this whole process has been glorious to find uh, very entertaining if you haven't seen some of the best clips there's a lot of montages that have been put together over the past couple of days on social media i would encourage you to watch those just because when you when you actually see some of the stuff that was presented you're not going to believe how awful it was but there is a point in the trial where if you don't know what the trial is about, Amber Heard wrote an op-ed. Amber Heard claimed that she was the victim of, of domestic violence, and she never mentioned Johnny, Johnny Depp, but she was married to Johnny Depp at the time. 
So people are like, okay, well, it was Johnny Depp. So he's saying that you destroyed my reputation, so I'm suing you for defamation. She's making the claim that because she never used his name, that nobody could reasonably suspect that it was him, in, in spite of the timeline. That's basically her defense. But when she was on the stand, she admitted that she wrote the article about him on the stand. So it's, again, just one of those bizarre things. And I noticed that a lot of places that were covering the trial never really picked up on the fact that she admitted that she wrote it. Because <laughs> they were talking about, uh, there's a point where uh, Mrs. Va- is it Vasquez or Velasquez, I think it's Vasquez, his attorney, who has just completely won herself large fanfare on social media for the way that she's handled this trial. But, um, yeah, okay, there's not that's not live. They're just going back through some of the old stuff. Okay, just making sure. But she she was asking her all these questions about people coming out of the woodwork. You know, you didn't expect so-and-so to come out and defend Johnny Depp, did you? You didn't expect Kate Moss to come out and defend Johnny Depp, did you? All of this stuff. And in the process of that, Amber Heard was saying, of course, I've been through this before. People will absolutely come out of the woodwork and defend Johnny. And that's why when I wrote that article, (laughs) so you admit you wrote the article about Johnny Depp because she was speaking. She goes, I was speaking to that power, the power that Johnny has to get people to do things for him. Like, so you just admitted you wrote the article about the guy, which means the defamation case is, is pretty much case closed. Um, like I said, the timeline obviously lined up. She's been trying to pull this pl- plausible deniability, you know, walking that fine line where, yeah, I wrote the article, but I didn't mention him, even though he was the one that I was married to at the time that I claimed all the abuse happened. It, it really, nobody could could say that I was talking about him. But then she admits in the trial, she actually did write the article about him and the power that he has over other people to defend him and, of course, admonish her and and make her feel like she's the guilty party. But we'll see if that actually plays out with the jury. You know, Johnny Depp's portion of the trial was early on. And while he has continued to amuse people while he's sitting there listening to everybody else, um, you know, the times of him having the jury and the entire courtroom eating out of the palm of his hand, that was, you know, weeks ago. So we'll see if any of that held over. I didn't think that Amber Heard was a particularly compelling witness. Amber Heard tried to do the... I'm still scared of Johnny Depp thing. It didn't come off very well. Most of the analysts who looked at it, they said, yeah, it came off as as her forcing some bad acting and that sort of thing. She had a couple of moments where she was you know, trying to cry, but she couldn't actually muster any tears or anything like that. But you are watching two actors kind of like use their craft to manipulate a jury pool in order to give them, you know, their their win in court. So if you're just tuning in, breaking news, we've, we've got a verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. The jury did come in. We actually broke in early for it. However, they messed up on the paperwork and they were sent back out. So court's in recess until they come back in and we can give you the verdict live right here on 95.3 MNC. $5 bet. Bet the money line, the point spread, player props, and so much more. Plus, you can combine your bets for an even bigger payday with same game parlay. Just sign up with promo code Casey. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot because the only thing sweeter than watching the finals is cashing in on all of the action. So join today with promo code Casey, that's C-A-S-E-Y, and turn a $5 bet 
into $200 in free bets, win or lose. Make every game feel like Game 7 with FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and over and present in Indiana. First online, real money wager only. Bonus issued is not withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, everybody, Casey Hendrickson here, Murphy's Law. The uh, <laughs> Got a commercial break. Jury walks back in. We're going to go over to Fox News. They have a, a special guest commentating there, but the jury has been brought back into the courtroom, and everybody's just been seated, so we'll go to the breaking verdict right now. Laser her focus on Johnny Depp during this, and he basically was kind of looking down and taking a lot of notes throughout the whole thing. The judge is back in the courtroom, so let's see where we are here. Donna, stand by if you would. Let's go back. 2019. 2911. Mr. Depp's claim against Ms. Heard. One, as to the statement appearing in the online op ed entitled Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the Washington Post online edition, quote, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. End quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. The question, the statement was about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false? Answer, yes. Question, the statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Question, the, de- the defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, due to circumstances surrounding the publication of the statement, it conveyed a defamatory impl- implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Two, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled A Transformative Moment for Women in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed Amber Heard, I Spoke Up Against Sexual Violence and Faced Our Culture's Wrath. That has to change in the Washington Post online edition. Quote, then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out, end quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false. Answer, yes. Question, the statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp. Answer, yes. Question, the defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, due to circumstances 
surrounding the publication of the statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Three, as to the statement appearing in the op-ed entitled, A Transformative Moment for Women in the Washington Post print edition and the online op-ed, Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change in the Washington Post online edition. Quote, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse, end quote. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Mr. Depp proven by a greater weight of the evidence that question, the statement was made or published by Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false? Answer, yes. Question, the statement has a defamatory implication about Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Question, the defamatory implication was designed and intended by Ms. Heard? Answer, yes. Question, due to circumstances surrounding the publication of this statement, it conveyed a defamatory implication to someone who saw it other than Mr. Depp? Answer, yes. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. In civil case number CL 2019-2911, Ms. Heard's claim against Mr. Depp. One, as to this statement appearing in the April 8, 2020 online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, Amber Heard and her friends in the media used fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and shield, depending on their needs. They have selected some of her sexual violence hoax facts as the sword, inflict, inflicting them on the public and Mr. Depp. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, no. Two, as to this statement appearing in the April 27, 2020 online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, quite simply, this was an ambush. A hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt did not do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses, thoroughly searched and interviewed, and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their story straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second call to 911, end quote. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. 
Has Ms. Heard proven by a greater weight of the evidence that question, Mr. Waldman, while acting as an agent for Mr. Depp, made or published the statement? Answer, yes. Question, the statement was about Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was seen by someone other than Ms. Heard. Answer, yes. Question, the statement was false. Answer, yes. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven by clear and convincing evidence that the statement by Mr. Waldman was made with actual malice? Answer, yes. Three, as to this statement appearing in the April 27, 2020 online edition of the Daily Mail, quote, we've reached the beginning of the end of Ms. Heard's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp, end quote. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, no. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $0. All right. Does either side wish to have the jury polled? Yes, Your Honor. All right. Jamie? Members of the jury, if this is your verdict, please answer yes. If this is not your verdict, please answer no. Juror number six. Yes. Juror number 10. Yes. Juror number 15. Yes. Juror number 16. Yes. Juror number 22. Yes. Juror number 27. Yes. Juror number 29. Yes. All right. I do find that the jury's verdict is unanimous. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your service in this case. I want to thank you again for your dedication and your hard work during this trial. I know I speak for everybody here when I tell you that we appreciate your sacrifices and your time and your public service in this matter. Okay? So I'm going to have you go back to the jury deliberation room for one more time, and then we'll release you from there. Okay? All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Casey Hendrickson here on 95.3 MNC Breaking News. The jury has ruled that Amber Heard did, in fact, act with malice and lied about Johnny Depp's abuse, awarding him $15 million. There's another sum in there of $2 million. It's all added into all of this. And um, they, they also you know, found some some of the other statements uh, were also true, or excuse me, were, mis, were not true, misleading as regards to Amber Heard. So, uh, we'll get into all of that here in just a second. But again, breaking news uh, in general, just if you look at the overall ruling here, Amber Heard lied about Johnny Depp's abuse. Amber Heard acted with intentional malice to lie about Johnny Depp with that abuse. And then Amber Heard intentionally published an article in which to slander Johnny Depp and defame his character in the Washington Post. The second part of that ruling was about the Daily Mail article. We'll get into all of that here in just a second, give you all the latest updates, but um, not a good day in court for Amber Heard. It went pretty much the way that I thought it was going to go, but you never know with juries, right? You just, you never know with juries, but the evidence was certainly pointing that Amber Heard is in trouble. Uh, we'll get into what I witnessed with her body language in the court coming up in just a couple of minutes right now. MNC News Time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Johnny Depp can go shopping there. Anytime he wants now. He's got plenty of extra cash. ImpressJewelers.com. Studios. From the first step to the final phase. Industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. 
Amber Heard has apparently spoken and said that uh, she is disappointed beyond words. Well, you know, I don't think Amber was watching the same trial that we were watching because holy smokes, this was a doozy. And like I said, you know, there's a lot of people out there who think this isn't important. All of those people are wrong. This is extremely important trial. And I've tried to highlight this. It's not about Johnny Depp being a good person. He's not, okay? It's not about Amber Heard being a good person or bad person. She's certainly not. What it was about was it about our culture deciding that you are allowed to victimize people simply because they were male and then pretend to be a victim simply because you were female and then destroy people with false accusations and allowing society, basically allowing society to allow them, I know it seems redundant, but it's not, to get away with it. And this has been plaguing our society since, well, I mean, before the 90s, but it really hit mainstream like in the 90s where we started seeing this type of stuff. And it it needs to stop. It needs to end at some point in time. So if you're just joining us, the breaking news this afternoon, and I'm not going to spend a ton more time on this, I promise, but you know, we'll get through this segment, get into the news break, and then we'll move on. Um, this was We knew it was coming about 3 o'clock. The jury came in a little earlier than I was hoping they would come in. We broke into the uh, the Fox News break before my show just so we could bring you the verdict live. And then the jury messed up, and they had to send them back out again to fill out some uh, the form for the damages. When the jury came back in, we were able to break it, uh, break it to you live. And, you know, it, basically what happened is Johnny Depp was asking for $50 million. Amber Heard had countersued for $100 million. Johnny Depp got $15 million. Amber Heard got $2 million. So Johnny Depp gets a net of $13 million in the defamation suit. Uh, Amber Heard got her butt handed to I don't think there was a single charge against Amber Heard in this trial that did not rule in favor of Johnny Depp. I think every single one of them was, yep, she acted with malice. She intentionally lied about the abuse in this relationship. She intentionally published an article to, to defame Johnny Depp. And uh, as a result, he was awarded $15 million. He was seeking fifty, And she got $2 million because one of what I think in the Daily Mail article, there was like an, one or two accusations in there that were uh, apparently untrue. Uh, so they went ahead and they, they gave her $2 million, gave him fifteen. So it's a net $13 million to him. And that's, that's where we're at. Uh, we are getting a report here. Traffic update. Toll road is closed west of 31 and is closed is closed off for several miles there, so you want to avoid that. No reason to pay to park, ladies and gentlemen. So just avoid the toll road west of 31. So only hop on eastward of that. All right, so again, breaking news. Johnny Depp wins his defamation case against Amber Heard. She did win, you know, a couple of minor points uh, with her countersuit, but ultimately it's a net, uh, net uh, award of $13 million to Johnny Depp. Um, her career has been damaged. His career has been, been damaged. I think Johnny Depp is obviously in a better position because now people know that he's you know, innocent of the abuse. He did not abuse her. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't have the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, but he's going to be okay. He's, he's been playing on stage because he's a musician too. He's been playing on stage the past three nights. Did you know that? He's been on stage playing uh, playing music for the past three nights with uh, with Jeff Beck. So <laughs> it's like he's he's doing okay. You know, he's obviously super rich. He's famous. His career will recover. Hers, we'll see how much Hollywood wants to push this. There's no doubt, and there's some jokes in the live stream about The View is going to pick up Amber Heard. 
Amber Heard could easily slide into the view and be accepted by that audience. That is the most harpiest of harpy audiences in the history of harpy audiences. Amber Heard will 100% be accepted by that audience. There's no indication that that's going to happen. There's a part of me that kind of hopes it does, okay? Because I just I want to I want to come on here and go, my, my live stream predicted it. it. They were right. But here's what we did see with her body language. We watched as they were going through the first several counts, and they were pointing out that she was, in fact, lying. And you saw her face kind of sag a little bit more. And and she, she hasn't put on her attractive Amber Heard face throughout this whole trial. She's been trying to do the I'm a victim face sort of a thing, which really just comes off as, um, was it RBF, resting B face? You know what I'm talking about? That's how she looked the entire trial. Like, it was bizarre. It's like, you're Amber Heard. Bat your eyes and, you know, do the Amber Heard thing. But she couldn't bring herself to do it. I don't know if it's because she doesn't have her ten grand a month wine budget anymore or what. Not really sure. But she didn't. Um, she had a couple of moments where she was really fake acting. It it got exploited for what it was. Uh, they they There's one point in time where she was giving testimony, and I'm like, I wish somebody would run lines from, like, movies that she's done and see if she's ripped any of those lines from those movies. And somebody actually did that. Somebody went through and found out that she was ripping like famous movie lines, not from her movies because she doesn't have any famous movies, but, but they, although I thought drive angry was pretty good, but I, I'm just, you know, I just like the popcorn action flicks, but she, um, she was, she was actually recycling old lines from movies, almost verbatim. It was crazy. So she had memorized a script when she was testifying that got exposed, but I'm watching her body language and, you know, she starts like sinking down a little bit in her chair. And by the time it got to the second article in the Daily Mail that they were talking about, like her lawyer to her right, the guy was looking at her and like, are you OK? <laughs> we on the audience, a couple of people kind of pointed out it looked like she was contemplating her future OnlyFans career because where else is she going to go? Unless Hollywood says it, we're going to we're going to rally around Amber Heard anyway. There's a couple of like feminist media outlets and women's magazines who have done that throughout the entire trial. They haven't watched what we all watch. They watch something completely different. And because she was awarded $2 million, I guarantee you that there will be articles and posts saying, see, Johnny Depp lied about Amber Heard. And they will completely ignore the fact that, that she's the one who lost this case. I guarantee you'll see that. Um, but yeah, it, 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 Hollywood's either going to rally around her and she's going to have a career anyway, or they're going to say, nope, you're not going to try and destroy one of our, one of our favorite people in Johnny Depp. And let's be honest, he's a Hollywood favorite and we're, we're going to kill off your career. And at that point, what does Amber Heard do? I don't know. Because if you're, I'm assuming that James Franco and Elon Musk were white knighting for Amber Heard when she was cheating on Johnny Depp with them. That's what I'm assuming. She's like, Johnny beats me. Johnny doesn't treat me right. That sort of thing. And they're like, oh, baby, come over here. We'll take care of you. I'm assuming that that's what she did to them. How does she do that with any other famous rich person right now? Because she's not just been exposed as a liar and as somebody who's, let's be honest, crazy. Okay. But she's also been exposed as a gold digger. This entire case was about her seeking money so she just goes from rich person to rich person to rich person using her looks in order to get them to pay money some of the stuff that came out in the trial was how she wasn't giving any money to the things that she was supposed to give money to 
After the previous trial, Elon Musk paid that bill out of his private accounts. And so she's just she's been exposed as a gold digger. So how does she find another rich guy to do that? I suppose it's possible. Theoretically, I, I suppose it's possible. But if you're a rich dude anywhere in Amber Heard's sphere of influence, there is no way on God's green earth you should ever approach this woman. Because not only is she going to abuse you, but she's going to try and take your money and then she'll destroy your reputation if you don't give it over willingly. So I don't know what's going to happen to her. Uh, you know, either Hollywood will choose to save her or she's going to end up doing OnlyFans or something like that. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with doing OnlyFans. I've already told you that is my backup career at this point in time. Uh, friendly reminder, a uh, listener called in. Toll road closed west of 31, and it is closed off for several miles. You want to avoid the toll road west of 31. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. On Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. All right, so I know that that's pretty much an hour gone, folks, and I, I wasn't planning on doing a whole big, giant Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing today. That's just how the ruling ended up uh, coming out. Uh, we have a lot to get to today, tons of stuff. We've got a mayor in Indiana going on a crazy anti-gun rant where they're literally cussing and swearing and expletives and all of that at their constituents. Uh, it's a very interesting story. What is the chinless one, Eric Holcomb, going to do to save you money when he announces his inflation plan? Uh, not the obvious thing, which would be the quickest and most immediate relief. He, he's not going to do any of that. <laughs> Duh. But what is his plan anyway? We'll get to all of that stuff. And also, you've been hearing this over and over and over again. It's gone viral on TikTok and various other places. The new leading cause of death for kids in the United States is gun violence. Yeah, no, not not even close. But they're telling you that. So, Casey, if it's not true, then why are they telling us that? Because they lie. You need to start learning that they lie. So you've got to learn how to read statistics. I think that's an important skill trait uh, skill trait right now in the, the world that we live. You have to be able to understand basic statistics so you can read them properly and not allow the news media and a bunch of, like, 13- and 14-year-old dinguses on TikTok manipulate the information in order to tell you something that is not true. The, the truth of the matter is not the number one cause, not by a wide margin of uh, deaths in the United States for children, not even close, but we'll go over that. And also the Uvalde shooting in Texas, that story has completely changed. Now there's a whole new thing that, that has happened and it, I don't believe it. I'm, I'm, I talked about it in more depth today on the early show, but I don't believe this latest change in information. We'll get to all of that stuff as well. And um, yeah, hey, two new studies. One says masks cause more people to die. And one points out a major disease associated with one of the vaccines is now surging. And they're super shocked as to why that is. All of that and so much more coming up later on in the program. Don't forget, you can follow me on Truth Social. Again, Truth Social is open and available for anybody. So if you've been looking for, you know, maybe you, you you tried Getter and you're like, okay, Getter's weird. It's like, you know, they, they promote their friends. And they don't promote anybody else. Um, if you are shied away from Parler after Parler got kicked off of the internet, if you don't like the look and feel of Telegram, you're trying to figure out where to go that's different than Facebook but functions like Facebook, Trump's Truth Social is, is a great platform. 
don't believe any of the news articles, air quote news articles that talk about how horrible the platform is. It has been very, very good. Uh, I've been on it now since they opened it up a couple of weeks ago, and I have thoroughly enjoyed the experience. So follow me on Truth Social at Casey the Host. Just search for my name, or you can go ahead and search for Casey the Host, all one word. You'll find me. And I even put a, fi- a picture of my ugly mug on there exactly. so you know who I am. So definitely go there, check that out, and, of course, subscribe on Rumble. That's the big That's thing. Subscribe on Rumble so you get the live stream every single day. Rumble.com slash Casey the Host. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. WTF. First step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. One of the things that I do on the live stream during some of my longer commercial breaks, sometimes I'll hang out with you all and we'll chat about stuff. Sometimes you can just stare at my angry face reading articles while you all talk amongst yourselves. But I also like to play music and I like to play entertaining little videos and things like that. One of the things that I just played for you was an iTeam report. And for those of you who watched it, okay, you probably picked up on this already because I've, I've, I've made this reference before about iTeam investigative teams. Uh, those are local news investigative teams all over the country. So this report is about solar and the solar scam of installing a lot of solar panels on your house and how a lot of companies scam people on this. And they did. Are you ready for this? See if this sounds familiar at all to anybody in this audience. What they did is they did a hidden camera undercover investigation on these solar companies who are ripping customers off. And then, see if this sounds familiar too, they then confronted them about it in person without the individual knowing that they were on camera while they were giving a false lying sales pitch to the customer. Hey, what what kind of what kind of investigative reporting does that sound like? If you said Project Veritas, yes, just know that I am going to give you a kiss on your forehead and your dreams tonight because you're right. This is the type of investigative report that Project Veritas does. But when a local news team does it, it's considered normal. Project Veritas does it, and it's predatory and deceptive. Right. (laughs) But what I wanted to really talk about I just wanted to highlight that, you know, these are the things that we've kind of like played and we have some fun and things like that. I got a beer song that I play right now that uh, people seem to like and music. And of course, you know, I have my sponsors and stuff like that. But um, this is a really good investigative report. And I would encourage you to watch the live stream at some point this week to, to get this this investigative report. I I have a relative who has bought into, you know, paying like, I don't know, 60 some odd thousand dollars or whatever to get solar panels in their house. You're never going to recoup that money. That money's gone. You're never going to get it. And that was one of the things that they kind of pointed out is that a lot of people are sold on the tax credit, but the tax credit doesn't apply to most people. So you end up never getting it. Um, Then the other one is that you're actually going to make money every single month because the power company is going to pay you because you're going to be producing so much energy that you're actually going to be providing power to the grid. So it's really like you're getting a second job without getting a job. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen either. (laughs) Now, do I think the solar has a place? Absolutely. I've told you before. I think that solar as a backup system and as a way to alleviate pressure on the grid is a great thing. But you can do that with a Harbor Freight solar panel. Okay. And then you're only going to be harming like one or two 
uh, you know, nine or 10 year old child slaves. If you get your entire house done in solar panels, you're harming hundreds of child slaves somewhere in the third world. And you should be ashamed of yourself. One or two is okay and acceptable because after all, we are saving the planet, right? Ladies and gents, we're saving the planet. So one or two slave kids is fine. Okay. <laughs> I think that's, is that the quota, right? Is that, is that what we can do for this? But um, yeah, you got to be real careful with this stuff. You really do. But um, to their credit, the the local news channel that was talking about this and doing this investigation, you know, they compared like three different companies and they ended this segment because they did another segment, which I will not be putting on the live stream, but you'll see who they are and you can go track it down on their website on the questions that you should be asking if you're going to do solar. So that way you get solar done the right way that will actually benefit you and not, you know, get you ripped off and, and become a giant scam. So it's a great, great investigative report. I highly, highly recommend anybody watching it. Um, speaking of, well, inflated egos, let's talk about the chinless one, Eric Holcomb, who, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that this guy puffs his, his, chin, his chin fur. I'm sorry, I can't. Guys, if you have... <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at this picture of Eric Holcomb. And so he, he has no chin. I mean, you all know he has no chin. When he doesn't have a beard, he has no chin. So he grows out the beard and he makes the hair on his chin longer and then he poofs them to make it look like a chin. It is the funniest dang thing ever. The fact that I have gotten in this guy's head so much over the past couple of years that I some of you will accuse me of body shaming and bullying. Okay. He steals money from me every day, so I don't care. This guy, I have ruined his psyche. Me. How many years have I been calling him the chinless one? All of a sudden, he shows up with a beard. He poofs the beard to make it look like he has a chin. He's like, curls it. I wouldn't be surprised there's a little curling iron. He's got, like, a dedicated, like, a hair curl that he borrows from Mrs. Holcomb for his, uh, his chin. I mean, it's one of the funniest things ever. And the hair on his chin, they're longer than his mustache, and they're longer than his neck and his sideburns. Like, like he does this on purpose. I'm sorry. It's the funniest thing ever. But people who don't know what he looks like without a beard probably think, oh, hey, he's you know strong chin. No, he doesn't. It's not doesn't exist. So Eric Holcomb has an inflation relief plan that is coming by the end of next week. What is the inflation relief plan? Well, not really telling anybody. Here's what it isn't. And this is what's so funny about this when you post about it on, on social media and uh, WIBC from Indianapolis posted about it. My friend Tony Katz is over there. And they, <laughs> the people underneath it are like, why won't he just give us a stupid gas tax holiday? Because Eric Holcomb campaigned on raising your gas taxes. Duh. That was his campaign, guys. His campaign was he wasn't going to screw up the business environment that the previous governors had created in the state. And he wasn't going, he wasn't going to do anything to mess with your firearms. And after that, he wanted to raise your taxes. And Republicans are like, yeah, we totally need to raise taxes. And like three weeks after they raise taxes, he gives his first state of the state address in which he tells everybody, we have the uh, infrastructure that's the envy of the Midwest. You just got done campaigning for like a whole year and a half telling us that the infrastructure was crumbling, dude. It wasn't a year and a half. His campaign was a lot shorter than that, but you get the point. But this is who this guy is, okay? This is not an honest individual. He doesn't like this area at all. The stories that I have about what Holcomb thinks of St. Joseph County, don't get me started on that. Uh, He doesn't like you. 
okay? He didn't like you at all. You're too conservative for him. And I'm not just saying that because I don't like the guy and I want to feed you a bunch of stuff. No, he didn't like you at all. And the people that I've talked to about this uh, for for a long time now have confirmed that. All I can tell you is that they're insiders, okay? I want to remind everybody that right now when you go to the pump, because I posted a picture today, and gosh, what was, hold on a second, what was this? I I want to get the exact number right, because I posted a picture today on, I think, Facebook. It'll go on Truth Social here in a little bit. Uh, 489 in Elkhart for gas right now, 489. And a bunch of you commented under that that, hey, it's it's 489 all over the area, okay? We're going to hit $5 gas. Now, I want you to remember, when you go and you fill up, if you're not using a discount gas place like Costco or something like that, and you're filling up on four eighty nine dollars or over $5 gasoline, I want you to remember that $0.74 cents of that is taxes. And I want you to remember that of that $0.74, cents, $0.56 cents of that is Eric Holcomb's taxes. I want you to remember that. Okay? You remember that when you go fill up. And here's, here's the reality. This is the truth. This is Republicans' fault. Democrats had nothing to do with this. It's Republicans' fault that your gas in Indiana right now is that expensive. And, yeah, I realize Joe Biden, all of that other stuff is a part of why the gas prices are going up. But I want you to remember that 74 cents of the, ga- of the taxes that you're paying, 74 cents of the per gallon price is taxes right now. And 56 cents of that is Indiana taxes alone. We are one of the highest gas tax states in the country. Ben, do you know what we rank as for gas taxes in the United States? Six. He said top ten. He's right. We're sixth highest taxed in the entire country. I can think of at least 15 blue states that are crazier than we are, and they have less gas taxes? Now, I suppose the next question is, what is our return on investment, Ben? Eric Holcomb said we need to raise that gas tax, right? Bosma said we need to raise that gas tax. All those, uh, you know, purple Republicans around the Capitol said we need to raise that gas tax because our infrastructure is crumbling. All right, cool. What has what has that gas tax hike done for our infrastructure and our roads in Indiana? What have they done for it? Maybe Indianapolis has seen some benefit. I don't know. I haven't. Have any of you? I was on a road yesterday. I was behind a motorcyclist, and I back, I usually give them room anyway because, you know, I ride. But I backed off of this motorcyclist more so than usual because the entire flipping road was tar snakes. You know where they just run, they drizzle that tar, and they fill in cracks and stuff? The entire road was a, a labyrinth of tar snakes, which are very dangerous for a motorcycle rider, by the way. And all I could think of is, wow, it's... I'll bet they got nice, shiny, paved roads at the Capitol. And in Indianapolis, I bet, bet that's that's all nice. Just remember, Holcomb's Republican Party did this to you. They're the ones that run young people out of the pro-life movement because they're too successful and they get a little jealous. They're the ones who don't want to embrace minorities. They're the ones who want to make sure that the youth don't have a place in the party because they're just too young. That's Eric Holcomb's Indiana Republican Party. Thank God St. Joseph County Party is doing things differently. 
this is um, this is not acceptable. But it's not going to be a gas tax holiday. So we'll see <laughs> what he's actually going to do. We'll find out here at the end of next week. But it's not a gas tax holiday. Eric Holcomb couldn't possibly reduce your gas taxes. Re- re- you know, it's not like it would help the economy or anything by reducing your cost of goods. That would, that would be just too common sense. Our, Eric Holcomb can't do that. When you don't have a chin, you can't think that far ahead. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. Casey Hendrickson. Laura Smith. I'm John Zimney. Your top news, traffic, and weather coming your way 5 till 9 Thursday morning on 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Also want to remind you that you can go watch the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey the host, rumble.com slash Casey the host. Let's let's talk about another Indiana issue, shall we? We've got a mayor in Indiana who is a blithering, blithering idiot. I don't really know how else to say it, but that is the mayor of Zionsville. From what I understand, uh, Emily Strice is a styron. From what I understand, uh, she's the first Democrat mayor of Zionsville. So she she is doubling down on some of the things that she has said online. Uh, she actually wrote uh, this is on Facebook. She wrote on Facebook to one of her constituents, and, and I'm quoting: "Hey Joel, something or other, f you." This is the mayor of Zionsville. F you. I am so sick and tired of the stupid, useless rhetoric by Jack Bleeps like you when it comes to gun regulation. Bleeping sick and tired of mass murders if our bleeping of our bleeping children. She misspelled there. It's time for the majority who know that gun permits and banning automatic weapons is common bleeping sense. So, yeah, bleep you. That is the mayor of Zionsville. Wow. Now, Emily Styron um, is a blithering idiot while calling other people a blithering idiot. She obviously doesn't know that automatic weapon bans are already in place. But, hey, you know, you do you, Emily. But this is a mayor speaking to a constituent on social media this way. Now, here's the thing. If Emily Styron were a Republican, Facebook would have removed Emily Styron for cyberbullying and harassment and violating the terms of service. But, of course, that ain't going to happen. So the guy that she was cussing at uh, (laughs) wrote back. He goes, let me guess, English major? So eloquently said. (laughs) She writes back and says, English and political science and the bleeping mayor of this town. You've heard me say this a million times, folks. I feel like this is an, a, a proper time for me to say it. Don't you know who I am? That's what she just pulled. Don't you know who I am? Now, I say that jokingly because there's a real story behind that with somebody I used to work with. Uh, so I always run around. Don't you know who I am? Like, I'm super famous. I'm a fart sniffer. She's clearly a fart sniffer and has gone to her head. In more ways, more ways than one. Uh, so he wrote back, he goes, too bad you don't have this level of passion for unborn children. You are an angry woman. <laughs> Sad way to live. <laughs> it's 
So, I mean, and from what I understand, she's the first Democrat mayor of Zionsville. So she's um, she's caught some flack for it, but she's she stood by it. And so has the Indiana Democratic Party, which, for the record, if you are the Indiana Democratic Party right now, you should be hanging your heads in shame at this blithering idiot. She's a moron. Uh, the stuff that she said was factually untrue in her post. Doesn't really matter. Certainly conduct unbecoming. Here's the thing. You don't get to run around and talk about Trump's mean tweets, which were only responding to other mean tweets and lies about him, and then say that this is okay. You don't. You don't get to do it. If you're a Democrat and you don't admonish Emily Styron of Zionsville, Indiana, right now, you're a blithering hypocrite. You just need to keep your stupid mouth shut anytime Trump says anything, ever. Because this woman... Use the F word multiple times to attack a constituent, guys. So at some point, at some point, you have to GSB yourself and you're going to have to acknowledge that this is not okay. If Donald Trump had ever done this, and he never did, if he had ever done this to anybody, what would the headlines be on CNN or MSNBC? What would the fundraising emails be? from the DNC, the DCCC, and the Indiana Democratic Party have been. Hmm? So the Indiana Democratic Party have stood by her. According to, uh, uh, let's see, what is this, uh, WIBC, okay? Zionsville mayor stands by profane gun reform arguments against man on Facebook. And again, the things that she said were already fake. They weren't true. It started with a Facebook post by a Zionsville-based jewelry store encouraging voters to support candidates who are supportive of efforts to overhaul the country's gun laws. The post was in response to the school shooting that happened in Texas, leaving 19 kids and two teachers dead. Uh, so, oh, I guess this guy doesn't live in Zionsville, so he's not a constituent. Don't fact me. Don't fact check me on that. But uh, this guy responded by, you know, saying, "Look, it's a mental illness problem, and that criminals don't care, and good people don't commit." commit the assaults and that's that's all true that's all true it is a mental illness problem criminals don't care about your laws and good people don't do this if good people did this like i said you would know there's about 400 million or so firearms in civilian circulation in the united states there's about a trillion rounds of ammo if good people with guns were the problem you would know about it and i got news for you you wouldn't be able to do anything about it but they're not the problem so it's simply pointing out, hey, it's a mental illness issue. Criminals don't care. Uh, good people don't commit these types of assaults. Her response was F you. Yeah, she's a winner. I'm sure her husband is totally happy, by the way, if she's married. And, uh, you know, I don't know that she is. I'm too lazy to look it up. But the fact that the Indiana Democrats are supporting her comments while saying what they said about Trump. ha, 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 ha. Any Democrat who says what she did was okay, you make sure you point out the hypocrisy there. You make sure you point that out. Because Donald Trump never, never got deep into the woods like this psychopath did. She's no fun at parties, and she's not a particularly bright individual. I posted under uh, Kayla Blakesley from WoWo's post about this. I posted this woman wouldn't last a second in a gun debate against even a journeyman on the topic. That's how dumb she is. But there's another thing out there, too. They're telling you that the number one cause of child deaths in the United States is now firearm gun violence. No, it isn't. We'll talk about that next. MNC News Time is 432. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime.
to the final phase. Industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I do want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. Let's uh, let's go over this. Now, you've probably seen this pop up. This has been the latest propaganda push by politicians and that sort of thing on TikTok and elsewhere that uh, in 2020... In 2020, firearm-related deaths, gun violence, have become the number one cause of death for children in the United States of America, and it's fake news. It's not true. I will do a fake news flash on this, but I have the opportunity to go in depth a little bit more than uh, than usual with the fake news flash. So uh, this is Time Magazine. Guns became the leading cause of death for American children and teens in 2020. You catch the caveat there? American children and teens in 2020. American children and teens. American children and teens. Hey, they're not the same thing. I got news for you. You're not a kid at 18 years old. You're an adult. You're an adult at 19. Get it? Could that be, Casey? Are they fudging the numbers this way? Yeah, they, they love doing this. They love doing this. Here's uh, WebMD. Guns now leading cause of death for U.S. children. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Get to it here in a second. Gun violence has become the leading killer of youth in the United States, rising by nearly 30% between 2019 and 2020. Hey, what happened in 2019 and 2020 again? What happened in 2019 and 2020? What what happened? What? Rioting, defunding police, police departments not doing their job, whole blocks being taken over by rioters, you know, stuff. In 2020, 4,357 children aged 1 through 19. There's that weird number again. 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds are included in the children's stat. You're not a kid at 18 and 19 years old. You're not. That's just a fact. Okay? Now, when you see people go that gun violence is the leading cause of death of kids, first of all, you need to understand that the stats include adults. The second thing you need to understand is that the stats don't just include gun violence. The stats include suicide. This is imperative for you to understand. Now, aside from the obvious, usually uh, automobile accidents and things like that are like the leading cause of death for kids. Um, Aside from the fact that people drove a heck of a lot less during the pandemic, which would uh, reduce the amount of vehicular deaths because you're not driving and kids were not physically going to school where you are more likely to have those accidents coming to and from school if you're a child. Um, Considering that wasn't actually happening, it's plausible that the reduction in automobile deaths throughout the country would be supplanted by an increase in domestic violence. And I don't mean like domestic violence, but I mean violence that is domestic in the United States. 
um, that that would somehow offset because of the weirdness of the pandemic. Now, while everybody acknowledges the weirdness of the pandemic with everything else, they will not when they can exploit for political reasons. So that's where we're at. So now they all say that this is because of the CDC data. Oh, if only the CDC actually published the data on their own website, which is cdc.gov. I know that many of you in the local news media don't know where the CDC website exists because you can't seem to find it anywhere. Anytime I cite the CDC official data on anything, cdc.gov. And if that is still confusing, find a five-year-old who can spell it for you, for you local news anchors out there. cdc.gov. says, I know at least two of you channels watch and listen to this show. I see you. CDC.gov. Very difficult thing to spell. Not .com. This is very confusing, too. .com confuses local news anchors. .gov. Okay. Let's take a look at it. Shall we, ladies and gentlemen? (sighs) Leading cause of death. Children 1 through 4. Accidents. Oh. Hmm. Hey, one through four are kids, right? Right? Those are still kids. Ben Ben says yes, those are kids. Accidents. Number two, cause of death. Congenital malformations, deformations, chromosomal abnormalities. Number three, cause of death, are assault, homicide of all types. Okay, let's look at uh, children aged five to nine. Number one, cause of death, accidents. Number two, cause of death, cancer. Number three, cause of death, congenital malformations, deformations, chromosomal abnormalities. Oh, Okay. What about age 10 to 14? Number one cause of death, accidents. Number two cause of death, suicide. Starting to get a picture now? Number three cause of death, cancer. Hey, what happened in 2019, the end of 2019 throughout 2020? This is this data is for 2020. What happened in 2020? COVID, right? What do we know about the lockdowns in 2020? We know that they dramatically affected the mental health of teenagers. What do we also know about the lockdowns of 2020? Drug abuse depression and suicide all surged why because of covid policies by psychopathic public health officials and mostly liberal politicians not exclusively but mostly how are kids killing themselves well various ways one of the ways is finding mom and dad's gun that the kid has probably been told about In case something happens, a lot of children age 14 and older are left home alone at various points in time. Hey, if somebody breaks into the house, you need to protect yourself. Here's the gun. They've been shown how to properly use it. Parents don't pick up on the signs of uh, suicidal thoughts. Next thing you know, kid grabs mom and dad's gun, kills himself. That's not gun violence. Suicide isn't violence. And I know that there's a couple of blithering idiots out there that will try to make that case. Suicide is not violence and conflating suicidal numbers with actual victimhood of criminal violence is not appropriate ever 
but it is something that they do almost exclusively for gun incidents in this country. They don't really do it for anything else. Kids who cut themselves, you know who I'm talking about, kids, kids who are cutters, they don't get added to the stabbing stats. Why is that? Why don't they ever get added to the stabbing stats? Because a lot of them stab, too. They don't just cut. They stab. They only do this with firearms. So how is it, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody is running around with these articles saying, oh, CDC data says the number one cause of death for children in the United States is gun violence when the CDC's own website says that isn't the case. Only when you get over 15 years old do suddenly we start to see suicide become a factor. So once again, they are manipulating the data to lie to you. They're including two adult age brackets, 18 and 19 years old. So they can say children and teens. Well, you're an adult at 18. You're an adult at 19. Sorry, that doesn't count. Period. Those are adult numbers. That is adult statistics. They shouldn't be be flown in with the, uh, the, the childhood statistics. Wholly inappropriate. But they have to do that. Why? Because there's a lot of 18 and 19-year-old suicides. When you get the 18 and 19-year-old suicides in, suddenly you can manipulate the data. You add them to the kids. And just like that, the data, which has abnormally high suicide rates because of lockdown policies for COVID in the year 2020, then you get to make a political push And that's where you get stupid mayors in, oh, I don't know, Zionsville, Indiana, making bloviatingly dumb and stupid comments on social media by attacking people with expletives. So no, ladies and gentlemen, the data does not show that gun violence is the leading cause of death for children in the United States. That is a lie. You know what else is a lie? That there's been over 27 mass shootings at schools this year. That's also a lie. We'll cover that one next. 95.3 MNC. Casey Hendrickson. Midnight on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad to be rich. Help a brother out. That's all I'm asking for. I heard this the other day. Brett Bear said it. And I have, for those of you who have followed Fake News Flash over the years, and I know that we took a hiatus uh, because of a tragedy, but Fake News Flash is back, so this will be a part of one of the episodes that's upcoming this week. But in Fake News Flash, one of the things that we did routinely was debunk gun stories. And a lot of gun stories and, and gun stat stories and things like that were lies about how many mass shootings there were. For example, I'm watching after Uvalde you know, nonsense happens. I'm watching Fox News. Brett Bear comes on. He's like, we got the 27th mass school shooting this year. No, you don't. You know how many mass school shootings there have been in the United States since 1966? Any idea, Ben? Any idea? Like five? Not quite five. No, 13. Okay. There haven't been 27 of them this year. There have only been 13 mass school shootings since 1966. And I feel it's important to to point out that schools are safer now than they were in the 1990s. This has been true for many years. 
but the news media wants you to believe that it is super dangerous to send your kid to school. Now, I'm not telling you not to take precautions, okay? If you want to buy your kid a bulletproof uh, backpack, buy your kid a bulletproof backpack. Guess what? That gives them an extra advantage. God forbid something should happen, whether that's on the way to school, on the way from school, or at school, okay? Nothing wrong with a bulletproof backpack. You know, a lot of people buy those things. Nothing wrong with being prepared. Nothing wrong with that at all. But as a parent, you should also understand that sending your kid to public school is safer now than when you were in school. That is a fact. And there have not been 27 mass school shootings this year. That is a lie. Period. Now, we've talked about this in the past. You get the anti-gun groups out there like Guntown um, and in every town. Guntown and every town, two different groups, but they have the same nonsense. You know, they... They will take any shooting that is anywhere near a school. It gets added to the school shooting list. And you need to understand that a school shooting is not a mass school shooting, right? Uh, if you've got a targeted shoot on one individual, we're not talking about somebody who walks into a school like Uvalde and is trying to inflict mass carnage. Just like I've told you before, they conflate mass shooting with mass public shooting. Those are two different stats. But they love going back and forth with mixing them together and then not mixing them together so they can get the right demographic of shooter. But if they mix them all together, suddenly the demographic of the shooter is wrong, so they don't use it all the time. They only use it some of the time. It's whatever they can use to advance an anti-gun narrative. So there's an NPR article that really highlighted this. Of course, NPR funded with your taxpayer dollars. 27 school shootings have taken place so far this year. Yeah, no. Um, no, that hasn't happened. So Reason.com writes, the problem here is that that three very differently defined terms are being used somewhat incautiously and interchangeably. School shooting, mass shooting, and mass school shooting. Uvalde was a mass school shooting. The 26 previous tragedies at schools this year were not. The difference is significant. Education Week, which tracks all school shootings, defines them as incidents in which a person other than the suspect suffers a bullet wound on school property. This is another thing that every town loves to do is, God forbid, a kid kills himself on school grounds. That counts as a school shooting. Now, the impression that you get when you see that is that they went in there to shoot other students, even though that wasn't what they were trying to do. Many of the 26 previous shootings involved disputes between students in parking lots or after athletic events, which were not during school hours. And all of them resulted in one or zero deaths. These deaths are still incredibly tragic, of course, but they are fundamentally unlike what happened at Uvalde. And Reason.com breaks this all down, and it is important that you understand all of this because criminologists who track this stuff have been telling you for years, mass public shootings are not on the rise. The number of casualties per incident are. And what has changed? Not the weapons, but the policies and the politics of the area, and that shooters are now targeting specifically, as we've heard with a lot of these shootings in Buffalo and that sort of thing, they're targeting specifically places that are gun-free areas. Um, the Buffalo shooter specifically targeted what they targeted because it was not only a gun-free zone, but the state was a low-capacity magazine state, and he felt he would have an advantage if somebody were to shoot at him. And guess what he did? Killed a security guard as a result of that. So no, there haven't been 27 mass school shootings this year. There's been one. It is tragic, it is awful, it is horrible, but don't let them lie about all of this in order to push a false agenda like this mayor in Zionsville. More coming up next. WTRC-FM and HD1, Niles, South Bend. 
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are used car export ex- exports experts. Wow, they're in Columbia City, too, by the way. Um, breaking news today. The verdict came in right before we were due to come on, and we actually broke in live, and then the jury got sent out, and then it happened live during the show anyway. Uh, Johnny Depp wins his case against Amber Heard. And so there's really two rulings on two articles. So Amber Heard had an article in the Washington Post. There's another article about Amber Heard uh, from Johnny Depp's people in the Daily Mail. Johnny Depp won $15 million. Amber Heard won $2 million. So it's a net win for Johnny Depp of $13 million. Uh, The big things we learned that uh, you shouldn't believe all women automatically. Amber Heard lied, and all of her her shenanigans got exposed. Uh, His life has been given back to him. This isn't – keep in mind, folks, I understand. People are out there, and we we talk to people on, like, Fridays with open lines, like, Johnny Depp, you you know, he's he's anti-Trump. He had very violent rhetoric about Trump. He joked about assassinating him. You're right. I'm not saying that Johnny Depp is a good guy. I'm just saying that the broader issue here is about society just believing somebody's accusations without any evidence or proof simply because of their their sex or their gender. And Amber Heard was able to bat those little eyes of hers, and she was able to get people to buy into her scheme. Uh, She got exposed as a predator. She got exposed as a gold digger. She got exposed as a liar. And as a result, this is a win in the culture war against men being falsely accused. That's what this was about. And I know a lot of people don't think that this is important. This is one of the most important things that are that could happen in our society when it comes to the culture war right now. It really was. And all of these years of us covering false accusations against men and everything else, this is a very, very big deal, okay? Um, hopefully it ruins her career, and he can go back to doing whatever Johnny Depp does, but... Uh, It was an entertaining trial, nonetheless. I I told people it was very entertaining to watch, whether you like these two or not. Uh, But again, Johnny Depp won $15 million. Amber Heard won $2 million. He didn't get the $50 he was asking for. She didn't get the $100 she was asking for. So she's got to pay him $13 million. So that's that's how this all uh, shook out. The Marine Corps is celebrating Pride Month with rainbow bullets. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a helmet. It's got the cat eye band on there. It says proud to serve. And then it's got rainbow bullets. Uh, the few and the proud is never going to sound the same in my head. I don't think <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I'm going to have, you know, the old, the few, the proud, the Marines. I, I think it's going to be. A little bit different tempo this time in my head. Uh, but, hey, Marines, you do you. I Not like everybody else is not like falling for this, too. I, I know it's virtue signaling time and everybody's trying to make some money off of uh, pretending to be woke and trying to be woke and that sort of stuff. But, hey, this is what predatory business practices are about. Uh, here's You know what's funny about this is that people in the gay community know that this goes on. They don't care. It's like Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You get to Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, 
All that pink stuff, none of that goes for cancer research. Like, almost none of it makes its way to cancer research. It is a giant marketing scheme. Oh, it's pink. Yay. And so you go buy this pink stuff, and you just give some big, giant, monolithic corporation a bunch of your money, and it doesn't actually help cancer research. So you got to be very, very careful when you support stuff like that. So just letting you know, you know, it's it's the, the Marine Corps is doing its thing. Okay. You remember when the military is about killing things and breaking stuff? Remember that? The good old days, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that I'm going to talk about this uh, at Freedom System. I, I wouldn't talk about this specific issue, obviously, at Freedom System this uh, this Saturday, but I, I don't even think I'm going to bring this stuff up, to be honest with you. It's just so completely different uh, than it used to be. And, yeah, so you go, Marine Corps. Yay. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, we debunked a couple of things here in the last hour. For those of you just tuning in, getting off of work, we, we debunked a couple of things about, no, guns are not the leading cause of death for, for American children. That is a lie. No, there have not been 27 mass school shootings this year alone. That is a lie. Um, but the other thing is we've got two updates in Uvalde. And you know, in, in Texas, we got one thing, one, okay, they're now saying that the teacher did not prop the door open, that the door was closed, but it didn't lock. Now, I went into this in more detail in the early show today. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this right now. I want to get to this other aspect of the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. What they're now saying, even though previous timeline that they just gave, which is the updated timeline for the previous timeline, was that a teacher had propped the door open and that's how the shooter got into the school, and that's also how everybody else got into the school after the shooter. It had been propped open. It was propped open with, like, a rock, okay? Now the story has changed, and it is that the door was propped open with a rock, and the teacher was there by the door, saw the gunman crash, get out of the truck with a rifle, and then kicked the rock away so the door would close, but the door didn't actually lock, and she didn't know that while she was calling 911. And that's how the gunman got it. Okay. Some of the questions that I have about this. First of all, this seems very much like a CYA situation and protect the teacher from any public fallout that's going to happen because the teacher made a 911 call, which means we're going to know who the teacher was. And as a result, the teacher is going to catch some flack for leaving the door open and getting those kids killed, right? So we're trying to protect the teacher at this point in time. And again, I don't think that the teacher should, should be demonized or anything like that. Doors are propped open for various reasons throughout the day at, at a whole host of schools. What I wanted this to be is a teachable moment. I wanted this to be something that you know schools could be able to understand, hey, we got to lock our buildings down. Otherwise, people from the outside can get in and do bad things to us. And we don't want that to happen. So we want people to be aware of that. So I don't know the reason that it was propped open. I don't know why that was. Nonetheless, I don't buy for a second that this door closed but didn't latch. And here's why. The teacher allegedly kicked the rock away and the door closed but didn't latch, right? At one point, even DPS uh, over over the, uh, the new updated on this yesterday and today said the teacher pulled the door and the door still didn't latch. Now, the door should automatically lock. That's the point. So let me ask you this question. If she was able to pull the door closed, but it didn't lock, well, then the shooter went in, which means the door would have closed behind the shooter, but it didn't lock again. And then we have parents 
and police officers, all of whom we know, went in the same door that the shooter went in. So when they opened the door, it didn't lock either. How did they know that they could go in that door if the door appeared to be closed and you would assume locked? So how did they know they could even go in that door that they did? I'm assuming that they weren't running around trying doors, that they knew that this was the door that they could get in, and they all went in that door. I don't have any stories, and maybe they just haven't been told yet, but I don't have any stories about the parents or the police officers or the federal agent or anybody who went into the school by disobeying orders, running around trying to find an open door and then getting in. They all went specifically for this door because they knew it was open. And that's how they all got into the school. How? And if they didn't go in this door, if that report was wrong, and they all went in different doors, then why are all of the other doors unlocked too? Right? So I'm not really buying this this notion here that they all knew to go through that door because it was opened and the door was open. I mean, even if you were to tell me that this one door in this entire building was had a faulty lock and that's the only door that wasn't locking, how did everybody know to go into that door? Unless it was propped open. So I don't buy it necessarily. There's something off about this, but there's another update in the story. We'll talk about that coming up next on 95.3 MNC. Casey. I'm Laura Smith. I'm John Zimney. Your top news, traffic, and weather coming your way 5 till 9 Thursday morning on 95.3 MNC. So we got an update on that toll road delay earlier around mile marker 31. I think it was westbound. And well, unfortunately, it was a fatal accident. Two people have been killed in that crash. So that was what's causing the delay. So you want to stay off of the toll road. Um, and it's uh, it's a mess. It's still closed down, but again, two people unfortunately lost their life in that accident, and they're still cleaning up right now, looking at the live pictures of it uh, at this point. So just stay off of the toll road. Uh, also, the toll road has announced that in July they're going to raise their rates, so the toll road is going to get more expensive to drive on. So uh, keep those in mind as you're planning your routes in the future, but uh, also today maybe stay off of the toll road if you're heading westbound around uh, mile marker 31. It has been it, It's been closed, and... Um, unfortunately, pretty awful. We know that uh, we had some witnesses say that, you know, the ambulance got off headed to Memorial Hospital, but uh, unfortunately, two people did lose their lives today. Uh, Uvalde police are no longer cooperating with the state police in the probe into the shooting. Uh, they have apparently broken off their cooperation, in particular the police chief, um, who may or may not potentially face any charges here, and I don't know that the chief of the police will I don't know if any charges could apply. Like I've told you before, you know, the state laws are going to play here. But uh, if we go back to Parkland and the school resource officer, Scott Peterson, was charged for refusing to render aid to those students. So it may happen. I'm not saying that it will. We're still not entirely sure. The state has to complete their probe here. But the Uvalde Police Department is no longer cooperating Uh, We also have heard that the Uvalde Independent School District Police are also not cooperating with the Texas Department of Public Safety's investigation into the school shooting. According to ABC News, the department stopped cooperating right after the director of DPS, uh, Colonel Stephen McCraw, held a news conference where he said that the delayed police entry was the wrong decision and a deviation from protocol. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the tactical team, the board tech team, that is the uh, the Border Patrol tactical team, they were all, all off duty. They showed up. Many of them had kids in that school. They showed up. They disobeyed orders. They went in. 
they dealt with it. They solved the problem. Unfortunately, there was a massive delay before that team decided to disobey the police chief and just do what they did. And as a result, the police chief and the school police have stopped cooperating with the state investigation. Now, this is not not altogether unexpected. Uh, You would expect that the people who might be targeted for potential charges would not cooperate, that they would lawyer up. But the department itself is not cooperating. So we're not just talking about the individuals here. We've got school police. We've got the the actual uh, local police not cooperating with the state investigation. So this is going to be a bit of a problem going forward. Um, but it also kind of gives you an indication as to what they're potentially looking at doing. Uh, and again, I don't know what the state laws are going to allow here, folks. And, and I don't want to misdirect you or mislead you in any way about it. But it certainly looks like they might be pursuing a, a criminal angle here. Uh, for not rendering aid to those kids when they desperately needed it. And like I said before, you know, everybody understands, you know, you, you got to execute that plan as fast as possible. It's got to be aggressive. Uh, you got to get to those kids because there's people who are bleeding and need aid. But the police chief just operated under the premise that everybody was lost anyway, and we weren't going to weren't going to risk any more loss of life until we had the right things in place. That's 100 percent the incorrect action. And we know that. So there's this other study here. I uh, get into a couple of things here with um, with COVID. By the way, do you see that Biden is trying to reinstall the uh, federal mask mandate for federal travel? <laughs> Dude, I don't think you're going to get people to comply, man. I really don't. You'll get a couple of idiots out there. You know, they they live on granola and soy milk. They'll they'll cooperate. Nobody else will. So there's an observational study, uh, the Fogan effect a mechanism by which face masks contribute to the COVID-19 case fatality rate was published in medicine uh, back in February. It was authored by a German doctor and the paper analyzed whether mandatory mask use influenced the case fatality rate in Kansas. Now we have told you about various other studies which have analyzed the use of masking all over the world. Um, And there are still leading epidemiologists in in uh, Europe, who are studying whether or not masks actually make COVID worse. Uh, Now, again, there are different theories as to whether or not that has happened. Uh, We talked about early on with masks being contaminated, and then, of course, you running around and touching things and spreading the virus. We also now know that surface contamination uh, from the virus, and I shouldn't say surface infection, contamination happens, but surface infection from a contaminated surface, very rare with COVID. It can happen, but it is rare. Okay, Uh, but they're still looking at the possibility that masking may have made COVID worse by infecting the mass and touching those masks and then spreading the virus. All right. Now, whether or not that's true, we don't know yet, but there are some some uh, government epidemiologists who are looking at this over in Europe and they haven't released their results yet. But there are several other studies that have taken a look at, you know, masking versus non masking with similar populations and population densities. And a lot of those studies have shown some have shown there's really no di- no difference. So the best case scenario is that masking didn't actually help. The worst case scenario in some of those studies have shown that masking led to higher rates of infection. But in addition to that, other secondary medical issues. Masking is not the safest thing in the world. We've highlighted numerous studies over the years, particularly with cloth masks, that have highlighted that upper respiratory infections and things like that 
super common when you leave cloth masks on for an extended period of time. Uh, they have studied this, particularly in hospital environments in, in uh, Southeast Asia, where surgical masks and N95 masks are in short supply. So they resort frequently to cloth masks. So in a hospital environment, they found that cloth masking actually leads to upper respiratory infection on a fa fairly regular basis. And studies even in the United States and Europe have shown that that has happened throughout the COVID pandemic in areas that had high use of masks where these upper respiratory infections would happen to people. So we've highlighted this. They've tried to debunk that. We've debunked through debunkers and all of that other stuff. But this is just an observational study about Kansas. So I'm just Keep in mind, very limited. It's an observational study. It's not a clinical trial. I'm just pointing that out so you understand. Uh, this analyzed the case fatality rate in Kansas during August of 2020 to October 15th of that same year. So August 1st to October 15th of 2020. Uh, Kansas was used for comparison because the state allowed each of its 105 counties to decide whether or not to implement mask mandates. So it was a county decision. It was not a state decision. 81 counties decided against masking, okay? Now, you were allowed to wear a mask. It just wasn't forced. The most important finding from the study is that contrary to the accepted thought that fewer people are dying because infection rates are reduced by masks, this was not the case. That was the summary of the paper. Uh, results from this study strongly suggest that mask mandates actually caused about one and a half times the number of deaths, or around 50% more deaths, compared to no mask mandates. The study also posited that potential reason for the disparity in risk ratio for dying from COVID, a rationale for the increased RR by mandating masks is probably that virions that entered those coughed out in droplets are retained in the face mask tissue. And after quick evaporation of the droplets, hypercondensed droplets or pure virions uh, are re-inhaled from a very short distance during inspiration. So again, this is one of those things that they're looking at uh, from those government studies in Europe. You infect the mask, they evaporate, you then are inhaling them or blowing them out in short distances and people are getting infected. So this is a just an observational study in Kansas only, but it is showing, it's yet another study that seems to be proving that this theory that masks may have made COVID worse could very well be the case. We got more coming up. Newstalk 953, Michiana's news channel. MNC News Time is 532. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. This videos from the first step to the final phase. Industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to let you know that you can go watch the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey the host. That's where we host the early show, too. So if you want to catch the early show, that's where it is. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Well, okay. There's another study. This study shows a significant, excuse me, hiccups, a significant link between a, a well-known neurological disorder and AstraZeneca. Now, I know I realize that AstraZeneca was not used in the United States, um, but this is the University uh, College of London. It has confirmed a significant but small 
correlation with the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine and the Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is GBS. Now, we knew that there was a link here pretty early in the vaccination stage between the vaccines and Guillain-Barre. So this is a rare neurological disorder, but there is a link with the AstraZeneca vaccine. There are other studies that have shown a link with other vaccines as well, but that was the big one that they were really concerned about. Um, So again, they're saying it's a small number. It's a rare disease anyway, but they're saying there's a small correlation, but it is a significant correlation with the AstraZeneca vaccine and Guillain-Barre syndrome. I won't spend a ton of time on that because that wasn't used in the United States, but I just wanted you to be aware of it. There's also a Lancet study. We just got done talking about an observational study out of Germany about Kansas uh, where it showed that, hey, masking may actually increase the death rate from COVID, which is something that we have seen a correlation with very early on in the pandemic. Yet you had, you know, the chinless one, Eric Holcomb, and a bunch of other public health officials running around because they didn't have any other answers for you, telling you, oh, still wear the mask. They knew that it didn't work at the very least and that it potentially could be harmful. And my criticism of public health officials has always been that they never took the time to properly educate people on how they should care for their mask. And one of the problems with cloth masks, besides them completely and totally not working on an airborne virus, but beyond that is that you were never told how to maintain them. And when you when you wash a cloth mask, guess what? It becomes less effective than it was, and it already wasn't effective against an airborne virus. So those fibers actually, they kind of expand out, they stretch out, The gaps in between the fibers get bigger and larger and larger particles are able to get through. So there's a lot of people that had their novelty mask or whatever. They would wash it. And I congratulate you for actually taking care of it. The problem is, is that that actually made the mask less effective from airborne particles going forward. So what people were supposed to be doing is constantly rotating these things out. Uh, The surgical disposable masks, again, were always the best option. We always tried to tell you that, but they still don't work against airborne viruses either. Uh, masking was just a giant waste of your time, but they didn't have any other options or anything to tell you, but that's, that's what they told you. So you had something, right? Well, there's a Lancet study that has come out about masking at schools, which we already know that schools were never a hotbed of COVID activity. France learned this in the first couple of months of the pandemic. France saw this earlier than anybody else. They noticed that these, these, uh, you know, these sort of um, not rural, but these, suburban schools were not getting COVID infections like everywhere else around them. And typically people assume that kids spread disease. Well, it wasn't happening in France. They noticed this with by March of 2020, they noticed this and they started studying it. We were covering that very, very early. So France very early on was studying this and they realized that schools were not a danger for kids to get COVID and that most of the faculty who got COVID got it from home. They didn't actually get it from the kids at school. So this study um, in the Lancet, which again, world renowned, uh, the Lancet makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but you know, they looked at the CDC data and they debunked the CDC data that, you know, supported mask mandates in schools. Uh, The CDC data was very, very flawed. We, we picked it apart as well. Uh, I know I'm just a radio host and I'm not a, you know, reputable science journal like the Lancet. Uh, But specifically, the study not only replicates the CDC study, which found a negative association between mass and pediatric cases of COVID-19, but it also extends the study to include more districts over a longer period of time. And in the end, that study had nearly six times as much data as the original study. And the Lancet says masking in schools 
did not work. Specifically, they accused the CDC of cherry-picking data to try and make their study work, which even their data didn't show that it worked, but the Lancet just picked it apart and destroyed it. I'll include this in the daily show prep for everybody out there who follows this stuff. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Morning News, weekday mornings 5 till 9 on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. What's up, guys? Dad's Day's coming up. Father's Day right around the corner. Should probably be getting Dad something awesome, something special even. Go to Impress Jewelry Creations. Man, they've been posting some really cool stuff. I don't know how many of you follow Impress Jewelry Creations. I don't wear earrings, but if I did, I would totally buy this pair of earrings today. They were beautiful. Absolutely stunning. I don't really like earrings, uh, but they were phenomenal. I mean, really, really, really stunning pieces. So definitely follow Impress Jewelry Creations on social media. They're great on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but if you go to ImpressJewelers.com, you can take a look at their website and you go right into their shop or their custom jewelry. They have a whole bridal section. They even have a section devoted to education to teach you what quality jewelry is and is not. So that way you are a more intelligent buyer. So when you go to other places, you know that you're not going to be getting ripped off. But they've got a whole men's gift section that you definitely need to check out. Father's Day's coming up. Rings, knives, pens, beautiful pens, money clips, all of that stuff. ImpressJewelers.com or visit them in person in City Plaza at Impress Jewelry Creations next to C. Kramer Interiors. And as always, when you go into the showroom, let them know that I sent you, please. Hey, just a real quick word of note before we get into Bill O'Reilly. Uh, totally not planned to be this way, but uh, the FBI is warning young men in particular, teenage boys that are being targeted in a, a national sextortion plot. So, guys, it's not just the young ladies that send photos of themselves. Guys, don't send photos of yourself to people, okay? Because right now, they're being used to blackmail young men, particularly teenage boys. The FBI has issued a warning on this, and this is nationwide, Okay. There's been at least 30 reports of this. So do yourself a favor. Don't send those photos. It ain't worth it. All right. Stop thirsting for the thoughts on Instagram. Bill O'Reilly's up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Bill O'Reilly here. The O'Reilly Update brought to 